0: From the WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA.
1: Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB. This is WIA News for week commencing December 26, 2010. VK6RK, new awards manager. WIA President Michael Owen, VK3KI, announced Saturday the 18th of December at a meeting of West Australian clubs that the WIA board had appointed Keith Bainbridge, VK6RK, a member of the WIA Awards Committee. WIA commences emergency communications operator training. At long last, and following extensive consultation with clubs and interested amateurs, the first WIA training courses for emergency communication officers are about to commence. West Australian Club Meeting, the first meeting since the restructure of the WIA of its affiliated clubs in Western Australia, was held on Saturday last, December 18, 2010. And also in the West, WIA Jim Rumble West Australian Amateur of the Year Award presented. The Wireless Institute of Australia, Western Australia Division, created the Amateur of the Year Award way back in 1977. It was renamed the Jim Rumble Amateur of the Year Award in 20,000. All these stories up and coming in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia for week commencing December 26, the last news broadcast for the good year 2010 and of course our
2: centenary year. Peter Mill, VK3ZPP, I'd like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and all the best for the new year from the Technical Advisory Committee. This is Michael Owen, VK3KI. ACMA has amended the Amateur LCD and the Overseas Amateurs Visiting Australia class license. WRCO7 allocated the band 135.7 to 137.8 kHz to amateurs on a secondary basis, but to date advanced licensees in Australia have only been able to operate on this band if they had obtained a variation of their license conditions and paid a fee. Now all Advanced amateurs may operate on that band subject to conditions including the condition that a radiated power of more than 1 watt EIRP cannot be used. A worry for D-Star users and other digital modes was the requirement to use either a tone-burst system with a frequency of 1750 cycles, or a continuous-tone coded squelch system or a dual-tone multi-frequency system if the output of the repeater was on a frequency different from the input frequency. Now, any other readily available code or signal is equally acceptable. Many visiting amateurs were bemused by the requirement that if visiting Australia, they had to give their call sign followed by the suffix VK, the opposite of the order used everywhere else. Now, the class license has been varied, and an amateur visiting Australia now must use his call sign preceded by the letters VK. These changes were first requested by the WIA in December 2008. There are a number of other changes, mainly reflecting current drafting practice and also requiring amateurs not to communicate with amateurs in a foreign country if that would be inconsistent with the Australian Spectrum Plan. That rather obscure provision is really substituting the Spectrum Plan, which is always accessible on the ACMA website, for a notice in the Commonwealth Gazette. The WIA welcomes the changes. The WIA office closed for the Christmas break on Thursday, the 23rd of December, and is reopening on Monday, the 17th of February 2011. May I extend to everyone our best wishes for the festive season and for a happy, prosperous, and healthy New Year.
3: I'm Richard VK2SKY, and you're listening to WIA National News in New South Wales via VK2WI Sydney on most amateur bands from 160 metres through to 23 centimetres and on the 60 metre band on a frequency of 5,425 5 kilohertz upper side band.
1: On this, the Boxing Day edition of WIA National News, the first meeting since the restructure of the Wireless Institute of Australia, of its affiliated clubs in Western Australia, was held Saturday the 18th of December. Representatives of the West Australian Repeater Group, Hills Amateur Radio Group, the West Australian VHF Group, Scout Communications Team, Ham College, Weiss and West Australia, and Northern Corridor Radio Group met with members of the WIA West Australian Advisory Committee. WIA Director Bob Bristow, VK6POP, and WIA President Michael Owen, VK3KI. The WIA President outlined the current matters engaging the WIA, including the changes to the production of the magazine Amateur Radio, the success of the centenary year, the need for ongoing publicity promoting Amateur Radio, the National Field Day and the role of the WIA both with the Australian regulator and as a participant in the processes of the International Telecommunications Union. Each group then reported on its current activities and concerns, responding to some of the issues raised. In a constructive discussion, a number of concerns and suggestions were advanced. Concern was expressed about delays in repeater licensing. Part of that problem was a failure to communicate and the WIA president told the group that as a result of these concerns expressed in a number of recent meetings, new procedures had already been adopted in the WIA office to ensure better communication and follow-up. The president also undertook to investigate the possibility of combining practical assessments with standard theory and advanced theory assessments, as is already done with the foundation qualification. Michael Owen, VK3KI, said that the meeting had been very constructive and useful, and he hoped it would become a regular event, as it has become in South Australia and Queensland. Wyson has been involved in the Murray Marathon for a great many years, and this year is looking for additional volunteers. Now, you don't need to be a member of Wyson to be involved playing radio in the bush and enjoying the company of other amateur radio operators. The Murray Marathon is a canoe race that starts tomorrow, December 27, and finishes five days later on New Year's Eve, and Wyson provides the communication for the event primarily on 80 and 2 metres. Now Wyson, at last notice, particularly needed more 2-metre operators to provide communications for the doctors, first aid vehicles and boats that form checkpoints down the river. Camping is easy as YMCA is providing meals and transport can be arranged from Melbourne to the event if that is necessary. Now, if anybody is still interested in joining the team for a fun week along the river, please call the number I'm about to give, or even give it a call if you'd like to put your name down for next year. Now, you'll be calling Graham Mason, VK3KMG. His telephone number is 598 That's 3 598 11 Two, three, eight. The Wireless Institute of Australia West Australian Division created the Amateur of the Year Award in 1977. In the year 2000 the award was renamed the Jim Rumble Amateur of the Year Award in honour of VK6RU, a former president of the then division and the VK6QSL manager. Listen for this, Jim was QSL manager for an incredible 61 years. With the restructure of the WIA in 2004, the National WIA took over the award to continue to recognise the West Australian amateur making an outstanding contribution to ham radio. WIA Director Bob Bristow, VK6POP, encouraged by Christine Baston, VK6ZLZ, resurrected the award on Sunday, the 19th of December 2010, at an informal barbecue in Perth. The Jim Rumble Award was presented by WIA President Michael Owen, VK3KI, to Heath Walder, VK6TWO, and Monique Faulkner, VK6FMON. The award is a perpetual trophy with an attractive certificate for each recipient. Both Heath and Monique organised the various amateur radio groups to conduct the very successful Super Springtime promotion of amateur radio to the public, held in September and October of 2010. Oh, this is David Wardlaw, VK3ADW, and I'd like to wish you all a very happy Christmas on behalf of the Centenary Committee. Hams across Australia now, VK2, and today VK2WI News will only have the morning transmission, which is happening right now at 10am. Opening as usual with the VK1WIA News and followed at 10.30 with VK2WIA Local News. Remember, there is to be no transmission this evening. This is the annual summer format and will exist until January the 16th when the evening transmission of VK2WI News resumes. There's also a break in the Thursday Slow Morse session from VK2BWI conducted by Ross VK2ER in Orange. His session won't resume until February 3. In VK4, expressions of interest sought for public safety communications training. Fred Swainston, VK3DAC, is seeking nominal dates for public safety training early next year. Roger, VK4CD, has proposed that if enough interest is shown, then a course could be conducted in Townsville on the weekends of January 29-30 and February 26-27. Now, six to ten registrations are required in order for the course to proceed, and they'll be taking in candidates from Rockhampton through to Cairns. For expressions of interest, contact Roger. VK4 Charlie Delta. And also, the deadline for decisions is Thursday, December 30, so thinking caps on.
4: Hello, this is Fred Swainston, and I'm wishing everyone a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
0: Produced by Q News for the WIA, this is the National News Service. Relayed throughout Australia and
4: originates from VK1 WIA. International News with thanks to RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Merry Christmas from the Mid-North Coast. Christmas comes early for UK Amateur Radio Society. The bad weather currently being experienced in the UK has meant an earlier than planned Christmas closure for the country's National Amateur Radio Society HQ. The RSGB has posted the following statement on its website. Adverse weather conditions cause early closure of RSGB HQ. Heavy snow and ice have severely disrupted transport in the Bedfordshire area. Because of this, the decision has been made to bring forward the holiday closure of RSGBHQ. RSGBHQ is now closed for the Christmas and New Year holidays and will reopen Tuesday the fourth of January 2011. UK Government looking for 500 MHz for broadband. The United Kingdom's government is looking at 500 MHz of spectrum for broadband, and this could spell problems ahead for hams in that nation. The British newspaper The Register recently carried a story on government plans to reallocate as much as 500 MHz of spectrum for broadband internet. The article points out that if large chunks of Ministry of Defence spectrum are sold off, the new owners are unlikely to be willing to share it with others. The problem for UK hams comes from the fact that all amateur radio, UHF and microwave bands are shared with either the Ministry of Defence or the UK Civil Aviation Authority. If some of the spectrum that gets reallocated happens to be shared with radio amateurs, it's quite likely the hams will be forced off those bands. New Amelia Earhart documentary. In the USA, a Betty Brown captured the world's attention in 2006 when a National Geographic documentary featured her claims that she heard some of Amelia Earhart's last known words while tuning into shortwave radio broadcasts in 1937. Last week, a new Discovery Channel documentary retold her story while expounding on recent evidence, including what might be a finger bone and a glass moisturiser bottle found on the island where an aviation investigation group thinks Earhart died. Betty Brown watched the new film with her daughter. I was real pleased with it, Betty said this week. The part of mine was handled good. The film includes a film interview researchers did with Brown in Illinois in 2000 and a dramatised scene about her experience listening to Earhart's voice on her family's shortwave radio, which was attached to a 60-foot-tall antenna when Brown was just 15. Though many people over the years paid no attention to Brown's family's claims of hearing Earhart's voice, the contacts she appears to have heard included intimate details only Earhart would have known. No word as to when Australian Discovery will air the program. SO-67 FM amateur radio transponder suspended. SO-67 is being temporarily suspended due to a probable radiation event. Seems the flash boot memory of a controller was corrupted by a probable radiation event. It does not appear to affect satellite health, but prevents activation of the amateur radio repeater, as the particular script detects an anomaly and aborts. The same problem also occurred in October of 2009 and was corrected. However, the fix requires time-consuming effort, which cannot be exerted immediately. SO67 repeater activations are therefore suspended. Ohio Hams provide technology support to improve county radio system. Ham radio operators have volunteered their time and technical expertise to improve communications for the Wood County Sheriff's Office just south of Toledo, Ohio. Amateur Radio Newsline's Fred Vobb, W8HDU,
5: has the rest of the story. After years of incomplete police radio coverage, the Wood County Sheriff's Department has made some significant communications upgrades. In many remote areas, the county's deputies' police radios would not work once they got out of their car. That caused them to lose contact with dispatchers and other officers. According to the Wood County Sheriff, it was scary for him to know that there were times when deputies went on a call and had no communications with dispatch. Estimates for communications upgrades ran in the millions. Wood County did not have that kind of money, so the sheriff turned to amateur radio operators around the county. Wood County was able to update the system for $160,000. Tower space at 8 locations around Wood County was donated, from radio towers to water towers. And to make sure deputies could stay in contact anywhere outside, as well as inside buildings, they're putting in mobile repeaters in the trunks of cruisers. In Lima, Ohio, Fred Voby, W8HDU reporting.
6: To even further strengthen Wood County's communication system, it now has installed two new propane-powered generators for the radio system. That means the county can maintain radio contact with its officers in the field in case of a power outage that could last several days. Up until the generators, the battery backup system would only keep the county's communications network going for four hours. The FCC has granted eight railroads temporary waivers of the power limit for telemetry operations in the 450 to 470 megahertz band. Specifically, the waivers to permit the operation of end-of-train EOT devices with 8 watts transmitter power output pending the resolution of a related rulemaking proceeding. Also granted in the December 3rd decision was a waiver to permit the equipment authorization of EOT devices with a transmitter output power of up to 8 watts. For those not aware, end-of-train devices operate on frequency pair 452 and 457.9375 MHz. They transmit information regarding the brake pipe pressure on the rear car to the lead locomotive for display to the locomotive engineer. This in turn allows the engineer to apply the rear train brakes in an emergency. The newly formed South African National Space Agency has announced its intention to champion amateur radio in space. In response to a question at the agency's launch ceremony press briefing from the South African Radio League, the new space agency's representative stated that the organisation will support the amateur radio satellite programme and that radio amateurs are part of the plan. Now, Lady Pandora is the South African Minister of Science and Technology. She officially launched the South African National Space Agency at a Ghana event on Thursday, December 9th. At that time, she said that the new agency will be that nation's primary, but not its only, leader to direct government investment in space sciences and technology. Just how the South African National Space Agency will support amateur radio space efforts was not spelt out at the briefing a directory of amateur repeaters in greece is now available for iphone ipod and ipad users developed by sw1 njx it's now available from the itunes online store this is a free app designed to assist hams living in or traveling through greece to find the closest vhf or uhf to their current location you can find it at tinyurl.com forward slash grk
3: rpt those stories from the Average Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WYA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6 ITF.
2: Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK6 it can be heard on Rollystone Repeater 146 700 and also relayed on 80 metres on a three five six five MHz Sunday evening at 7pm local time. I'm Steve, VK6DXA.
4: Hello, this is Diane Ashton, examinations officer for the WIA. I'd like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a safe and Happy New Year.
1: It's Christmas fun time, and this item we're about to play was spotted by VK5's Paul Gully, VK5
3: FPAU. Take a listen. T'was the night before Christmas, and all through two metres, not a signal was keying up any repeaters. The antennas reached up from the tower quite high to catch the weak signals that bounced from the sky. The children, technicians, took their HTs to bed, and dreamed of the day they'd be extras instead. Mom put on her headphones, I plugged in the key, and we tuned 40 meters for that rare ZK3. When the meter was pegged by a signal with power, it smoked a small diode, and I swear, shook the tower. Mom yanked off her phones, and with all she could muster, logged a spot of that signal on the DX packet cluster. While I ran to the window and peered up at the sky to see what could generate RF that high. It was way in the distance, but the moon made it gleam. A flying sleigh with an eight-element beam. And a little old driver, who looked slightly mean, so I thought for a moment that it might be Wayne Green. But no, it was Santa, the Santa of hams, on a mission this Christmas to clean up the bands. He circled the tower...
1: To hear the complete rendition of that, I would suggest you pop along to arvideonews.com That's arvideonews.com. That was written and performed by KN4AQ and guitar accompaniment by WA3AYR. And thanks again to VK5FPAU.
4: Oh, good morning, and this is Geoff, VK3TL, the WIA Secretary, just wishing everybody out there in Radioland a very Merry Christmas and a happy
3: and safe New Year. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News
0: Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA.
7: Operational News on Felix, VK4FUQ. Special Events in On Air Contest column, Dateline 2011. January 1-31 WIA Ross Hull Memorial VHF UHF. January 1 MSAT 2011 Straight Key Night. January 15-16 WIA Summer VHF UHF Field Day. Special Event Stations Repeater, Beacon DX and net advice. And don't forget to see a list of HF Nets on the net. Check out www.timroberts-vk4yeh.id.au JE1RXJ will be on the air as T88RX from Palau. Between January the 21st and the 26th, activity on 160 to 6 meters using CW and SSB. His emphasis will be on the lower bands and CW. QSL via the JA Bureau. JA2EZD will be active from Laos's XWPA from the Vientiane DX Club for another year. QSL to the address you will find in this week's text edition. Best read at WIA.org.au. Oh, and that call sign is not a mistake. It is XWPA. Another chance for your WAS award. Three Steves to be active again. The three Steves KF2TI, N2IFA, KB2ENF, and others will be guest operating at the AWL station W1AW on Wednesday, December the 29th. This is their 20th annual WAS Worked All Steves D de- expedition to Newington, and they will be operating on 30 meters CW, 15, 20, and 40 meters SSB, 10 and 17 meters, possibly 80 meters. Weather permitting, they will be listening for outside the US. Packet spots will be posted. When you work any three of the team, they will send you a beautiful, full-coloured worked-all-Steve's certificate suitable for framing. No QSL card is needed from you. Http colon forward slash forward slash the figure three stevesarc.org This is not an officially sanctioned AWL event. Awards. WIA President Michael Lowen VK3KI, has announced the WIA Board has appointed Keith Bainbridge, VK6RK, a member of the WIA Awards Committee. The Board has acted on the advice of Chris Platt, VK5CP, the WIA Director responsible for awards. The current WIA Awards Manager, Eddie DeYoung, VK4AN, had advised the Board that he would not seek reappointment, and the Board had also appointed Keith as WIA Awards Manager leaving it to Eddie and Keith to arrange the formal changeover to time that best achieves an orderly transition. Intruder Watch Enforcement Zone California CBA issued notice of unlicensed operation. The FCC's San Francisco field office has issued a notice of unlicensed operation to an operator on 27 MHz, who is transmitting sound effects in language that might be classified as profane, indecent or obscene, and music. If he fails to abide by the FCC, he could be reinvestigated during FCC enforcement efforts. He could face severe penalties, including a substantial monetary forfeiture, seizure of his radio equipment and criminal sanctions, including imprisonment. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham.
3: Hi, it's Mal Brooks here, the
4: WIA Manager. Uh, Just wishing all our membership a Happy New Year and Merry Christmas and all of the above. And we hope to make contact with you in 2011.
6: Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Shepparton and surrounding districts, it can be heard on 146.650 2m repeater VK3RGV at 7.30pm Sunday nights. I'm Kane VK3HKH.
0: Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's worldwide special interest group news. And today three items of news in our special interest group arena. They are RAW, Rescue Radio and Females in Radio. Alara the Australian Ladies AR Association. Tina VK five TMC advises that the YL International Meeting in Adelaide in twenty twelve has gotten even bigger. Now commencing on May the third, it'll run for fifteen days, starting in Adelaide and finishing in Darwin. This is the event where whales meet from around the world with their O.M.'s, tours of Adelaide, Harndorf, Cleveland National Park, Port Adelaide and a progressive lunch through the Barossa, and then joining the Garn for a nine-day adventure. Sounds just magic, doesn't it? Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio, Phil Waite, VK2ASD, says that at long last, following extensive consultation with clubs and interested amateurs, the first WIA training courses for emergency communication operators are about to commence. Organised and delivered by the WIA's registered training organisation, each training program will be held over four days. The courses will be in Victoria at the EMDRC Club Rooms in Burwood, in Queensland in Bundaberg, Western Australia in Perth, North Queensland if sufficient interest, and in New South Wales at a time and date yet to be advised. The aim is to develop in participants the skills and knowledge required to become emergency communications operators, Emergency communication operators are persons who provide services to a variety of emergency services organisations by operating a range of communications equipment. The emergency services training program is composed of six core modules plus one elective. Now, how do you apply? Well, simply fill out the online application form, which is really easy. Just go to the Members area, select Emergency Communications... And then the registration form. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ROAR, Rotarians of Amateur Radio. Rotary's radio prize fight. The Rotary Club of Somerville, Tayab, is holding a monster raffle to raise funds for new headquarters for a community radio station, 3RPP. Peninsula Rotary Clubs have joined forces to build radio and recording studios at offices at the former Mornington High School site on Wilson's Road, following the end of three RPPs lease at the cool stores in Muradak. Mount Eliza Ward councillor Lee Eustons, who is on the committee overseeing the refurbishment, has asked Mornington Peninsula Shire to make $100,000 interest-free loan to the group to enable the works to continue until the raffle funds are available in April. Up for grabs are two cars, a cruise holiday package and a plasma TV. Rotary members will hawk tickets at community events over the holiday period, with the raffle to be drawn on April 25th. So if you're listening in the area, get a book of tickets there and then. Well that's all I have for you this week, reporting from the Melbourne studios and wishing you the very best for the festive season and the new year, this is Robert, VK3DN. Well, another year has come and gone. Another
1: news broadcast has come and gone. Next week on the WIA National News, we'll be taking an in-depth look at the year that was, 2010. In particular, we'll be looking at the wonderful year that was our centenary, our first centenary. Now, of course, we're ticking down to our second, and it's only another hundred years to go. Alrighty, quick look at the social scene, then I'm out of here. January 30 in VK2 is the Mid-North Coast Radio Expo. And in February, February 13 in VK3, the Centre Victoria Radio Fest at Kyneton Racecourse. Feb 27 in VK3 is the Yarra Valley Hamfest, and that's at Yarra Glen. And on February 27 in VK2, Australia's big one, the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club's field day at Wyong. And note the start time, the gates are opening at 6.30am. Okay, all the very best for Christmas. And for the festive season we're in right now, and for the new year about to fall down on us. I'm Graham, VK4BB, and this time, walk a little noisily on New Year's Eve.
0: We've reported, you
6: decide.